Today's blog post is entitled The Love of Money. The Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906 was a key piece of progressive era legislation signed by American President Theodore Roosevelt. This act is now known as the Food Safety and Inspection Service, which remains in the US Department of Agriculture. The act was the first federal law regulating food and drugs. A key figure responsible for this act to come about was a man called Dr. Harvey Washington Wiley. You can research Dr. Wiley if you've never heard of him before. In short, he was the chief chemist in the United States Department of Agriculture at the time. He was a chemistry professor who discovered that food manufacturers and producers were adding unsolicited chemicals, even poison, to agricultural products in order to increase their profits and were subsequently sacrificing quality and safety. Wiley believed that people should know what was being added to their foods that they were consuming and what negative effects these additives and immoral practices had on the human body. He made it his mission to gather evidence in proof of this so that he could take a stand against the powers of society, manufacturers, large producers, government, in other words, people with power and money. Dr. Harvey's experiments and the work of others brought to light some of the immoral practices that were occurring in the food industry. It was a fight that took place over a decade ago and is still continuing. But it literally saved the lives of millions of Americans and highlighted food standards around the world. It brought to life scandals such as the swill milk scandal, which poisoned thousands of babies a year as they were given an unhygienic and unnutritional dose of cow's milk mixed with pus from sick cows who were being fed on the leftover mash of whiskey distilleries. Here's a quotation from an article by Tyler Moss. It was a diet solely consisting of swill that proved particularly damaging to the cows. When introduced to the boiling liquid, cows typically refused to eat for a few days until desperation drove them to consume the slop. A diet consisting exclusively of the swill made the cows sick, led to ulcerated sores all over their bodies and caused their tails to fall off. Because the resulting liquid was thin and had an unnatural bluish tint, vendors stirred in additives such as chalk, flour, eggs and plaster of Paris to achieve a slightly more agreeable colour and consistency. Without any regulation or laws, manufacturers were even able to add poison like arsenic and unregulated additives to food to preserve the foods for longer or make it look more appealing without any accountability. Dr. Wiley and his colleagues took on the money-grabbing tyrants that chose wealth above moral standards and valued success more than life itself, more than the life of a helpless baby. Dr. Wiley's testimony is not unique. There have been many before him and there will be many after him who will stand against the evils of money. 1 Timothy 6 verses 10 quotes, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith 
and pierce themselves with many griefs. People say, we need money to survive. We have to work to earn money. We work so that we can be rewarded with money. With more money, we can help more people. We need money to advance the gospel of Christ. All of these above statements are lies, especially the last one. You do not need money to do what you need for God. You just need God. God will provide you with everything you need to fulfill your purpose. You just need God. Money is never a reward. Money is a means. Let me explain. Number one, to work we need health. Where does our health come from? God. If you cannot work because of ill health or disability, you cannot earn money. Does that make you worthless in the eyes of God? By no means, because even in your suffering and testimony has a purpose in advancing God's kingdom. Those babies and sick people were evidence in the case of Dr. Wiley against the evil tyrants of money. Their lives, their stories, served a great purpose. They saved the lives and future suffering of many thousands of people. God does not bring about evil. Evil is the result of people who are deceived by their own desires, of making more money. The consequences of that leads to evil practices that affect other innocent parties, death and illness of the innocent. But even in their suffering and illness, they were a blessing, served a purpose for God. The price they paid for their service was not valued in money. Romans 8 verses 28 says, And we know that God uses everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Number two, to work we need skills. Who gives us skills? God. You need skills to fulfill your purpose on earth and for God, whether you are a teacher, a mother, or a professor of chemistry. You need skills and knowledge to successfully complete and continue your task. Some benefit financially, but others don't. Are they worth any less? By no means, because God gives us each different skills. If through your skills you benefited or saved the life of one individual or a family or of thousands of people according to your purpose, is it not of value? God will not ask you how much money have you earned. He will ask you, what have you done with the skills I have given you? How many lives have benefited from your service and skills? Number three, to work we need purpose. Where does your purpose come from? God, what is your purpose? To make money? To help people? To provide a service to a need? The ultimate purpose is to glorify God in whatever you do. Whatever your skills above, do it well and it will glorify God. Serve others and benefit others. A good parent will help raise a future generation. A teacher will help educate future leaders. A scientist provides evidence of God's glory. Every living being has to fulfill a purpose to serve. The potter brings the clay into being to serve a purpose. Money does not serve. People serve. Money is merely a means to serve. God does not need you to make money for him in order to satisfy your purpose. That's not the purpose. 
Isaiah 64 verses 8 says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father, and we are the clay, you are the potter, we are all the work of your hand. Number four, to work we need desire. Good desires are God-centered desires. Desires fulfill the purpose. If you have the desire to help people, God will give you the skills and the means to do that. God will not give you a desire for money, the very thing he warns you about. You cannot desire money and God. You cannot serve both. Wrong desires lead to evil or sinful actions as we established above. Good desires lead to doing the right thing. Romans 6 verses 11 says, Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. If you're placing the value of money above God, then you're questioning God's ability to provide for you. Then money takes a place above God. The Apostle Paul told his church, I don't want what you have. I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents. Rather, parents provide for their children. That's 2 Corinthians 12 verses 14. How much more will God provide for his children what they need? Number five, to work we need a reward. The reward is payment for the purpose which is from God. God rewards you for the good work you do and for using your gifts and skills which he gave you. Reward leads to fulfillment, happiness, contentment, because it satisfies the desires against the purpose. If you desire to save lives, your satisfaction comes from seeing a life saved by your hand or skills, or from knowing the successful outcomes from your hard work towards the future like Dr. Wiley. It's not the reward of money that brings you the satisfaction of a job well done. People who desire money will never feel satisfied. Because that God consumes you, it does not satisfy you. Money will not bring you happiness. It's a lie. It's not a reward. It's a means. Money will never be a reward from God. He will not reward you with the very thing he warns you of. Our Heavenly Father knows what you need in this world and will give you all you need. To give the money you need to fulfill your purpose is nothing for him. What God wants is you, and the gifts that he wants to bestow on his children are worth more than rubies and diamonds and gold. It is wisdom, secrets and knowledge that will get you into the kingdom of God and sitting next to him, next to his throne. Your reward is a permanent crown on your head. Proverbs 8 verses 10 Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. This is my conclusion. The love of money is the root of all evil. To value money above God is the problem. It makes an idol of it. It consumes you to think about it, talk about it, worry about it. It draws your attention away from God. And your faith is no longer in God, but in money. We don't need money to survive. 
Satan will tempt you with money by telling you, you need more, you deserve more, money is success, money is favour from God. Don't be fooled into thinking money is a reward from God or a punishment from God. Focus on your desires and purpose. Focus on God, not on money. Give back to God what God values. He does not want your money. He wants your devotion, your attention, your obedience, your service and love for others. He wants you to talk about him, think about him, ponder about life with him. If you can do all of the above with what you have, then you understand godly success. Don't measure your success by looking at others. Each one of us has a different purpose, a different spiritual journey, different skills and gifts, different rewards. You're using the wrong yardstick. You don't have to save thousands of lives like Dr. Wiley. You just have to serve your purpose and know that you have, are having an impact too. When you ask yourself, what am I worth to God? The answer is, you are worth everything to him just as you are. He created you after all. You belong to him. You are a son or a daughter who he would give his life for again and again. Despite how you value yourself, like the lost son who returned home and thought he made nothing of his life, God values your attention more you returning to him. Your rewards are spiritual wealth. Count your blessings, not your money. Romans 11 verses 33 Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge! How impossible is it for us to understand his decisions and his ways!